Yo, 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 it's your boy Kalechi Rebu, and this is Kenneth Goes Live. Kenneth goes live. Yo, what's up, guys? It's Kalechi Rebu, and I'm your host for this episode of Kenneth Goes Live, where we'll cover what Kenneth Goes Live is, who Kenneth Davis III is, how you can be a part of this movement, and why you should subscribe. So let's get right into it. Let's get to it. <laughs> tell us, tell us about yourself. Who are you? Who am I? Um, that's a question that I'm still trying to figure out. Um, and it's like, ooh, since I try to force an answer, but you know, I'm still trying to figure out myself. I'm young, still trying to figure it out. Um, but what I could say is that I'm, I'm advocate. I'm a leader so far. What I've done and something that I feel true to advocate leader you know I'm somebody that speaks up um, man of integrity as well um, creative individual as well I like tapping into new things and yeah that's pretty much me in, in a nutshell I will say that you know being an advocate being a leader being a creative and um, um, speaking up for people like those playing in with an advocate plays and play with an advocate but yeah, that's pretty much in a nutshell who I am. Okay, okay, I like that. Uh, you you touch on the word advocate. Well, what do you what do you think it means to be an advocate? And um, why would you say that you that you were drawn to become an advocate? What what makes you want to be an advocate for others? Um, I would say that it comes from experiences in my life. So growing up, I didn't speak up for myself. And I was bullied, picked on, stuff of that sort. And, you know, growing up, you kind of, sometimes you, you kind of look for that advocate in your life, whether it be a big brother, or it be a cousin, um, your uncle, you know, you always need to have some person to speak up for you. Um, often in my adolescence, I didn't feel, or just in my youth, I didn't feel like people understood me, um, or understood my perspective. So I would say a few examples that I've seen in my life, of advocates in my life, was my cousin Vic, um, my cousin Tatiana, she passed away, and my grandmother. Those are like a few examples in my life to where um, I had a mentor as somebody that kind of stood up for me and someone that kind of understood me, those three individuals. Um, and interchangeably, you know, the experience varied. So, yeah, with that, with me being mentored and I had someone to mentor me, someone to guide me, someone to stick up for me, seeing those kind of made me want to speak up for other people. So, well, first speaking up for myself and then speaking up for other people. Because that feeling is kind of, what's the word? It's uncomfortable or it's uncomfortable for me to see anybody being picked on, bullied, um, or somebody needed to be advocated on. So, like, growing up, just seeing that happen to me and couldn't bear it and having someone to come to my rescue, and then that's get, that gave me the confidence to stand up for myself and stand up for what I believe in. And then now I transfer on the same energy. So that's kind of, like, where... Yeah, that answers the question pretty much. So that's kind of where... That's where it started. 
mm-hmm. seeing some, seeing those those figures in my life that changed me in how I approach things. Mm-hmm. No, I, I definitely like that answer, and I know with um, some of the initiatives that you've started, um, your the way you're describing the advocacy, you know, it, it definitely directly you know translates. So specifically March for Africa. Could you tell us more about that and why you decided to get involved? So March for Africa, um, that came during a time to where um, there was, and it, I guess it got attention during that time. Was it 20, 2020? Like 2020. Yeah, 2020, I would say. Um, they came in time police brutality, and we seen what was happening in Africa. And I guess it was a focal point on that during that time, but it's been happening long ago. Mm-hmm. I guess it finally got the media coverage it needed. Um, thank God for social media. Um, things can just travel all over the place. But with that, um, I'm Nigerian, and I seen some of my family members, you know, talk about it, and I thought, hmm. I don't know. It hits different because it's part of your culture. And then you're seeing, I don't know, it It came to a time to where I needed to, hmm, what if I do a march, you know? And I just kind of felt the urge to do more. I kind of felt the urge to do more. So I just kind of jumped, jumped off the porch. Um, i say one thing that inspired me was um, me reading the autobiography of Malcolm X and seeing his advocacy. And that kind of kind of sparked my, just my work into not being afraid to up the level, you know, and getting people's voices heard. So I would say that was a moving factor in, in advocacy for me to where I do March for Africa. In a way, he's like a firebrand to me. So aggressive and he gets out there, he's honest. So I just thought of ways to just up the ante in terms of advocacy. I don't want to have a meeting anymore. We've seen that happen too many times. And there's more, there's something that we can do, so people can see these things. Um, so yeah, that that, yeah. Hmm. That's huge. That's huge. Um, feeling that urge and taking that initiative to start the march to advocate for you know the culture mm-hmm. um, is huge. Uh, what would you say to someone that you know maybe is shying away from becoming an advocate because they don't think they have, say a big enough platform or they don't have enough support or whatever the case may be, um, you know, they have this great idea to advocate for a certain group, but, you know, they're, they're just too scared to take that first step. Just too scared to take that first step. Well, they just got to <laughs> first understand that not having a plat, uh, I guess, a quote unquote big enough platform and and being, it's just excuses, knowing that those are excuses, pretty much, it would be the first step in realization. And um, knowing that they're excuses and fighting them. If you don't have a big enough platform, find someone that does. Um, every platform is a platform. There's people that have, what, a thousand, just thousand, one comma, zero, zero, zero followers, and they use it to their advantage. Um, so just, I was first exit out the excuses first. And also, if it's weighing so heavy on your heart to be an advocate or just advocate for that issue or cause, you're gonna let those little things stop you? I don't know. 
So I would say to that person to, you know, not having a big enough platform and kind of being scared. It's like the stuff that just believe in yourself first. Believe that you can do it no matter what. Anything is possible. Um, you never know who you can touch. March for Africa, do you know how many people showed up? It wasn't even that many people, but I still felt the need to do it. And I was I was just kind of doubting myself too. I was like, no one's coming. I kept on trying to prolong it, you know, to maybe 10 more minutes, 30 more minutes. But no, this is all I have right now. Mm. Um, but the good beauty of it, I was able to connect to Shu Rice University and um, organization, organizations of both, plus UH, where mm. we're coming from. So I didn't shy away from that. Um, I've seen, seen things that were like, well, I guess I'll guess for that. You see things that are lacking, try to counteract them. Um, if, you, if you don't have a big enough platform, go to someone that does. Um, do what you can of what you have. You know, um, sometimes we're so psyched out because of what we see that we don't really believe in ourselves to just jump off the porch and do it. Because prior to reaching out to TSU and Rice and getting them involved, you didn't necessarily know anyone at those schools. I know a few. Okay. Um, I guess what kind of helped too was, was me being a senator at the time at SGA, UH SGA. Um, it kind of helped with the connections. Mm -hmm. So I knew, um, I was also president of Collegiate at the time, Collegiate 100. So I knew the president at TSU, because you know, it's different chapters and you know, you network and stuff like that. So I knew then, I knew uh, from TSU, like Terrell um, Stafford was the president then, and um, it was someone else, part of ASU, mm -hmm. um, or ASA, I think it's ASA at um, TSU, uh, Amarachi. Mm -hmm. Someone pointed me, in her direction because of her advocacy work on social media. And she kind of used social media to, uh, it's kind of her platform to, to um, it's just an advocate, in her way that she uses her platform to advocate um, things that are happening in Nigeria and just Africa as a whole. So she shed lights on that to her, um, to her, uh, on her platform essentially. So there's Amarachi and then um, Rice University. I didn't know about for Rice. Um, I think I was just on social media trying to see any um, ASAs or any, um, I think our school only has it, only NSA, <laughs> it's only our school, but I was just trying to see any African student organizations at different schools, so then I can kind of connect it, shot a DM on, on IG or Twitter, and then um, boom. And I kind of seeked help from TSU to kind of see, okay, is there anybody, is there anybody, is there any other organization that you know that can just jump onto this? So, uh, boom, yeah, and that's kind of how did that work. Hmm. So it's probably less about you know your platform, but more so, I mean, how strong you know you hold this issue to your heart because, like you say, you didn't really know anyone from Rice, but I'm sure you can find people that share a similar passion for Africa. You can find people that share a similar passion whatever it is that you're passionate about it, connect with them and make it that much bigger of an initiative, a project, or, you know, event. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. Okay, so, you know, what the, what the viewers are, are really wanting to know, um, you know, what is Kenneth Goes Live? Kenneth Goes Live is a platform to highlight underrepresented narratives. Essentially what underrepresented narratives are is just um, creatives in our community, mm -hmm. um, business owners in our community. Um, DJs, musicians in our communities, rappers, singers, authors, the whole nine. <laughs> Those are underrepresented narratives. And 
Kenny Goes Live as a place to highlight them. Hmm. It's, it's simply just that. Um, you think of one at Tixon Park, you know, think of the Breakfast Club. Um, musicians, artists coming on to get their video shown just to talk about their album or the body of work or anything that's happening in the community. It's sort of like that. It's a space for them. Um, think of Jimmy Fallon or Jay Leno or um, Ellen. Think of it like that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but shift the focus. You see how all those people are coming onto this show, right? Right. Now shift the focus to collegiate based. And that's kind of when I want to start. There's no space. Um, well, I haven't seen a space so far that highlights people in our community like that. And to go even deeper is, you know, when you go to college, it's the beginning of all, right? Right. Some would say it's the beginning of all. You kind of go to college to kind of get that foundation to go out into the real world, right? Right. Um, While you're in college, some people start businesses, hair businesses, clothing brands, um, community service projects like yourself um they do so many things and some of them they stick to that on even after they graduate they even have a big time business or whatever in that industry i've noticed that i'm like i could be sitting to make doctor the next um jay-z i can be sitting next to the um sanjay gupta you know i can be sitting to so many people and i i wanted to highlight them so that's essentially what kindergarten's life is highlighting people in our community that got something going on, you know? For sure. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, we've had so many different celebrities come through UH. I mean, Lizzo, like, so you're right. I mean, you could be sitting next to the next, the yeah, the next, the next president. Hey, who knows? Mm-hmm. And um, their award is um, what, that's from Beyonce's from. So can you imagine thanks, if thanks. Beyonce was on Ken and Goes Live before she came Beyonce? <laughs> <laughs> It's crazy. And it's getting that story early. And say that someone does come in and they just pop off amazingly. It started with, let's hope that it starts with Kindergarten Live, that people is able to find out about you essentially, or get your story told, or talk about whatever you want to talk about, you know? Mm -hmm. Because everybody needs that exposure. They need that little share. They need that little save. Um, They just need that little push. Mm -hmm. And that's what Kindergarten Live is, if you think about it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Giving people that platform. Like, you know, how we were mentioning. You know, people may not have the biggest quote unquote platform, so mm-hmm. you know, let's give them that. Exactly. Okay, okay I like that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, how can someone be a part of Kenneth Goes Live? How can someone, you know, I'm a singer and I want to get exposure. I want to, I want people to hear my story. How do they, how do they get involved? How do they come on the podcast? So, um, in the future, I'm going to have like a forum open to people so where they can um, just kind of submit their story and they want to be they want to have an episode on kind of goes live it's not like it'll be like that first what i'm doing now is i compiled a list of i compiled a guest list and um i just thought about people that's around me which is a lot that has this that and the third going on so i said i compiled a list of all that just highlighting them and then um yeah so i mean essentially they can fill out the form when it does become available to them Boom like that. And also with my guest list, anybody that comes onto the podcast, I have them recommend a person essentially. Mm-hmm. So I ask them like who they want to see on Kenny Goes Live. Okay. And that's uh, another list in its own too. So I like them. Yeah. So it's kinda hard. It's kinda hard. So get in my guest list 
having them recommend people and also having a chance for people to directly um, request to be on Can It Goes Live. Hmm. Okay. Who, who, would you be able to share, like, I mean, who are some of the people that we could expect to, you know, come on the podcast? Like, some of the people on that guest list? So, right now, I recorded um, an episode with Jordan Booker, student athlete at University of Houston. He, um, last year, I would say that he went to the Olympic trials. This all-American athlete. Um, I feel as though he had a story to tell as well. So I recorded an episode with him. And then I recently recorded an episode with Grace Sakura. She's one of my friends that has two books out, a children's book and also like a, a book that compiles all her blogs. So yeah, highlighting her and um, you, of course. <laughs> highlighting you and your community service projects as well. Um, and then somebody recently recommended like um, an artist like a painter that goes to UH. So I need to reach out to her um, and see. And what else? Mm. I know somebody recommended me Joshua Martin, the current SGA president. So get him, get him on here. Um, yeah, maybe Leah Adams. She's the current president of BSU. BSU did a a drastic turnaround. They are, they are crazy. They're, um, just, it's so surreal. I'm just, and I, there's nothing but a proud feeling, essentially. I used to be part of the organization. Um, yeah, I mean, my friend Yemi, I plan on getting her on here. She um, crochets, she has a business named Cozy. Um, Alonzo Lee, if you listen to the trailer or any episode, even before this episode, you kind of hear him. It's your boy Zoe from Hunter Hill, and you are now tuned in to Goes Live. Mm. So I cannot finish off my season one without bringing Alonzo Lee on here. <laughs> so, you know, he kind of, he's that voice that kind of starts everything off. Um, DJ Holiday, I kind of want to bring him on here too. Um, we've met a few times. Uh, Rich God, remember I told you about Rich God, fashion designer I've been following for a long time. I love fashion, so hopefully I'm able to get him on here. And that's just a few right now. My friend Betty, um, she's a global traveler, vlogs, has a YouTube channel, TikTok, thousands of followers. Mm -hmm. So I gotta have her on her too, because I think she has an interesting perspective. She's traveled to so many places. It's beautiful. <laughs> and she captured it so well. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, just a few. And as we, I mean, as we come to an end, I mean, what does this development and planning of Canfields Live look like? Like, how is it, you know, how did it start? How did it, you know, grow into what is becoming now? And, you know, when can we expect to, to learn more? So you'll expect to learn more, and I have to that one first, when, um, you know, I start the rollout. So, you know, I post that trailer, you know. And more and more as I post and promote for each and every episode, you kind of get the view of everything because it's just introductory. It's kind of to set the set the pace in terms of what exactly, who am I and exactly what is this podcast essentially. So hopefully this episode answers all those questions um, for the most part. And um, you'll find out more when I post about it. Um, 
people that seen it pop off in 2019 when I first did that, keeping that image in, in their mind, it kind of paints the image too now, you know, highlighting myself and my unique stance in college with being involved in different type of organizations mm -hmm. and using that platform to encourage people to get involved on campus. Mm -hmm. um, so if you know how I started in the beginning, you can kind of get a view of how it would be now, but it just took a totally different turn um, because it's highlighting more people, not just myself. Each and every episode is with somebody. Um, the development process took a long time. Since 2019, <laughs> yes, from doing that first, from doing that first um, live Periscope live, Periscope live on Twitter, to doing an analyst, looking at all the data in terms of how many people tuned in, and I kind of sought out my friend to get any feedback. So that's what I did, and COVID happened, and um, I kind of spent that time to still work work on my branding. I got my logo made. Um, 2021, I got like a trailer made. Um, it's next level. Um, and that's one of the things that you all will see to figure out more about Canada Goes Live too. Um, we got my trailer made too, a little teaser. Uh, did a photo shoot as well. I was just working on my branding and marketing because I think that's the most important part and then it's the content as well, because how are you going to promote the content? So I think of, I have a marketing mind, so I made sure to get that out of the way when it came to developing for the podcast. Um, how my flyers will look, I'm going to promote an auditory podcast, which is kind of hard to do, and without any visual components. So just thinking of all those plans. And um, what else? So we fast forward to that, marketing, knocking that out, and then now developing the content making sure that I'm consistent with my content. So making sure that I have like, what, six episodes done, four to six episodes done, and then I announce to where I can be consistent with anybody that's subscribing or supporting me. Nobody wants to subscribe to any type of podcast, YouTube channel, and they don't get a video for until five months, or they get one video every year. That's what essentially like people are subscribing to. They're one, they want consistent content. They subscribe to you for a reason. So it's my duty to make sure that I, once I announce, is, is full on, I'm, I'm running. The marathon is just continuing, I'm not stopping. So, because I stopped for so long, I have plenty of time. <laughs> but not rushing myself to being patient. So right now, I feel very confident. I have like what, um, by the end of the day, I probably have like four episodes done. So, and that puts me in my range to, if I'm dropping two episodes a month, and it's a bi-weekly podcast too, if I'm dropping two episodes a month, you know, that's, that's great content. That's like, if I do four episodes, that's two months worth of content. If I do six, that's three months. Just trying to, you know, look at the timeline and kind of space myself out, you know, and being a student takes a lot too, so. Makes sense, makes sense, okay. That's kind of the, how the development is going and kind of what people can expect when I announce and everything like that. Um, that's pretty much it, uh, for the development part at least. No, I think, I think you killed it. I think, I, think, I think you killed it. I think that viewers will, or listeners rather, will now at least have a better idea, a better idea of who you are, mm. you know, what Kenneth Coach Live is, how they can be a part, and 
why they should subscribe. You yep. killed it, yeah. Yes. Alrighty. Well, thank you for helping me introduce. Couldn't think of anybody else. <laughs> of course, man. Of course, <laughs> right? Have to, have to go in circles. But I couldn't think of anybody else. And I'm glad you were able to come in here with me. Of course. And set that tone with me for the first episode. Anytime. Alrighty. And that's a wrap. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Yeah. yeah. Kenneth goes live. Kenneth goes live, baby, baby. Kenneth goes live. 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 Kenneth goes live.